I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. This podcast is supported in part by the Bertha Foundation. Good evening, Lewis Hubber. Hello, Daniel. How are you? I'm really good. I'm really good because we are 38 days away from COP26, the biggest climate change talk since uh, Paris. Uh, they're happening in Glasgow. I'm very excited about it, Lewis. Very excited about I, it. I, you're the only per like, of all of the things to be excited about right now, I'm like, I've got picnics back. We're about a month away from actually being able to leave the house and go to Freedom Day. Okay. Like all of the, all you know, right. we've finally taken over that goddamn mon- monument in Melbourne. You know what? <laughs> you know, we've laid out our list of demands. Well, on Monday, Lewis, uh, I'm going to be launching an Irrational Fear crowdfunding campaign to pull a prank at COP26 in Glasgow. And uh, we're going to need everyone who listens to this podcast to help out. I haven't run it by you yet. Lewis, I'm sorry about this, but I'm going to run, we're going to run it by Craig Rucastle at the end of the show, the king of pranks, to see if it's a worthy prank or not. So if you want to know right. more about the Irrational Fear prank, we're going to pull up COP26, go to irrationalfear.com, put your email in there, and on Monday you'll get the alert to join in in the prank. Well, that makes a lot more sense. You're not excited about COP26 or you're excited about fundraising. I'm excited about You're, you're excited about the prank. prospect of seeing some money. I'm excited about, well, I am excited about fundraising, but I'm excited <laughs> because we get to fundraise to make comedy. And that is there anything more important, Lewis? N- not dead again. In this current climate, don't ask me that question. <laughs> yes, a million things right off the top of my head. I'm recording my end of a rational fear on Gadigal land in the Yora Nation. Sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. Let's start the show. A rational fear contains naughty words like Brexit, Canberra, Fair Dickum. And Section 40. A rational fear recommends listening by immature audiences. Tonight, organisers of the tradies' protest in Melbourne tell police to expect them to turn up sometime between 8am and 3pm between tomorrow and next Friday. And Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend's balls are now so big he has nicknamed the left one Trinidad and the right one Tobago. And Scott Morrison has tried to contact Emmanuel Macron but with no success following Australia's scrapping of the submarine contract with France. Macron wants to speak to Prime Minister Morrison but has just forgotten his name. It's the 24th of September and why 
Whitehaven and coal mines don't approve themselves, this is a rational fear. A rational fear! Welcome to Rational Fear. I'm your host, former Teletubby Dan Illich, and this is the podcast that discusses what the media is making us scared of this week when we laugh in its face. So let's meet our fear mongers for tonight. She's one of our best stand-ups, and she's also one half of the Ladies' Guide to Dude Cinema podcast. And if you were into Zumba in 2010, she may have also instructed you. It's Beck Charwood. Welcome, Beck. <laughs> Hello. Everyone intros me as that and I'm uh, 10 years into comedy now and I have no idea how to deflect it in a funny way. I'm always like, whoa, I was a different person. Ah." 2010, I think we all all were different people in 2010. And he's the second most well-known Serbian-Australian comedian in Sydney, but it doesn't stop him from... That doesn't stop him from being the best Serbian-Australian comedian in Sydney. It's Alex Milinkovic. Welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm flustered. Look at me. I'm flustered. It's okay, cuz. It's okay. (laughs) And it's a man who looks kind of, um, you know, tall and sturdy, like kind of people would hide under him during an earthquake. It's Lewis Hubber. Oh, hello. Um, A delight to be here. Yeah, that's right. I mean, if anyone can hide under me, uh, I hope it's um, Tony Armstrong from the ABC News 24 (laughs) Breakfast Show, if anyone saw that clip of him being very relaxed. He is delightful. uh, In the face of an earthquake. And our interview guest is joining us for the panel as well. It's Chaser Boy, now Chaser Man. (laughs) Craig Rucastle. Chaser Old Man now, yeah. (laughs) Is there some kind of um, transition process or the Chaser Boys have gone through to become Chaser Men? It's called age, Dan. It's going happen to you too it's, it's funny that we spent so <laughs> oh long God. time trying to you know get rid of people calling us chaser boys and now now we'd be really thrilled uh <laughs> much better you went through that um chaser bar mitzvah about uh, two <laughs> years right. ago yeah, yeah had everyone from uh from a different like comedy show hoisting you up on a chair yeah Chaz was there dressed up as a summer it was great <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah exactly i'm just here to disapprove of you guys okay <laughs> Excellent. Uh, we're going to be talking to Craig about his film, The Big Deal, a little later on. But first, here is a message from this week's sponsor. Soft yakka. Soft yakka. At Soft Yakka, we believe eating our meat pies and chalky milk on the inside. Soft yakka. We believe the Anzacs didn't die fighting fascism during a global Soft pandemic, yakka. so we could choose to die during another global pandemic. Soft yakka. And at Soft Yakka, we don't believe lockdowns should stop Triple M's Rocktober when it's already ruined Lead September and Faith No Morgast. Soft Yakka, the official supplier of nappies to Melbourne tradies. Soft Yakka. <laughs> this week's first fear in Melbourne. The week started with tradies upset about not being able to drink their chalky milk and eat their meat pies inside and ended with hard right white national anti-vax freedom fighters throwing urine on reporters as they marched towards the cenotaph in memory of the Anzacs. Uh, fear mongers, how did, quite frankly, a minor industrial dispute turn into some kind of kinky Australian history X? Uh, Alex? My image of Melbourne was completely different to this. This is what I've learned from, honestly, this is what I've learned is we need to stop making fun of them as a nation. I've totally figured that out. Because in my head, I feel like the stereotype is always like, oh, they're cappuccino sipping art wankers. You know what I mean? It's like, nah, man, there was dare iced coffee in those keep cups. 
the entire time. <laughs> You're talking, you know, on, on, on the podcast, you've got a very serious Melbourne person. Mm. That is Lewis. So, you know, you, you can take your Queensland attitude and just put it in your pocket for a second. Yeah, you might not be able to tell um, from these novelty glasses and moustache, but I actually am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I thought when I said, I was like, that is a blue collar man if I have ever seen one. <laughs> I went to the Victorian College of the Arts, I, um, which is actually, incidentally, right across the road from the War Memorial. So I... You know, I've, I'm really. I could have walked right, right out of tap dancing class and into the protest. That's what I'm saying. Because when you, when I think of Melbourne, I feel like it's like, what if I had to go? Like, hey, what do you guys think? Like, everyone in Melbourne's doing right now. My first answer would probably be like rehearsing an amateur play, all of them. It's like, mm. nah, <laughs> nah, they're throwing shit at police. Oh, they're diverse. They're totally rehearsing. They're totally rehearsing for the time they can all become tradies. It was like coal miner cosplay down there. It was fantastic. <laughs> That's right. Some people are buying hivers, right? Some people aren't even tradies. Apparently that was the thing. There was some demands put out by the right-wing kind of freedom fighters. Uh, here are the demands, including stuff like uh, the mask mandate needed to be scrapped, the vaccines need to be scrapped immediately, the, you know, the sacking of, prim- of, of the Premier and other people, but also the mass distribution of ivermectin, vitamin C, D and zinc. I think that's actually um, pretty good. Who was writing that? Was that like um, Ricky Ponting? Was he writing that for vitamins? This is a front for Swiss. If it had said echinacea rather than ivermectin, I would have thought my mum was behind this, to be honest. <laughs> when I'm bending down on my knees to throw a bottle of piss at a Channel 7 reporter, I thank the fish oil I've had <laughs> from Swiss. <laughs> Beck, did you find this list a bit obtuse? Uh, a little bit. I found it like it's kind of read like, uh, you know, when you're playing uh, with a kid at school and they just start making up rules so they can win the game. They're like, yeah, only people <laughs> with long brown hair um, can actually run the fastest and um, their name has to start with a B and their mum has to be <laughs> called Juliet and uh, then that's the only time that you can play. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> the vitamins was the weirdest one because that is so readily available. Like maybe not ivermectin, but you can get zinc at the yeah. supermarket. Yeah. We- you can get vitamin C from an orange. Yeah. If vitamin C turns out to be the cure for COVID, we're really going to sack the scientists. That was really available. <laughs> what I loved about the, uh, the the protests is because now, you know, because clearly the cops are on the same WhatsApp group or whatever, so they always know what's happening. It's all free form now. So it's just like, you you know, you meet and then you just – you just walk as a group and just go anywhere. And they like ended up on the highway. And uh, did you see the kind of people just jumping in front of cars? Because of course the science is still out on momentum and you know, that kind of thing. So they can, <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's Melbourne. They're just doing one big improv game. It's a yes and until the end. Yeah. Yeah. Ivermectin and inertia sound the same, yeah, yeah, yeah. Craig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is interesting to watch the coverage of it, though, because it involves so many groups that particularly like conservative media have always viewed as the real Australians. Like it, it's got um, like, yeah. you know, the chippies, the labourers, the sparkies, like the people who built Australia. And it's got cops who they're obsessed with. But now it's brought in the veterans as well. And it's so fascinating to watch people go, yeah, yeah. look, I do support tradies and I love tradies and I love Scott Cam, <laughs> but they are they are now fucking with the Anzacs, which is, it's just like. <laughs> it's the kind of conundrum that Sky News would actually have have to have a serious editorial yeah. meeting about. Like, who do we support well, you can here, imagine guys? Sky News is going, hang on a second, are they labourers? Are they part of a union? We're against them, but then they're Nazis. That's kind of good. But then they're, <laughs> then they're the war memorial. That's bad. I just don't know what to do. 
<laughs> it's Sky News' version of the trolley problem, and they're just like, we want to save everyone. <laughs> That's right. The uh, protesters uh, started off at the uh, protesting outside the CFMEU and people started to figure out that, you know, maybe it wasn't all union supporters because, you know, unions have completely dropped off and union membership has completely dropped off over the last couple of years and all of a sudden there was this giant influx of protesters. Bill Shorten had an idea of who they might be. Uh, I mean, some of those people in the crowd were construction workers, but others, I'm reliably informed, were fake tradies. They'd been down to the reject shop and got themselves a $2 high-vis hoodie so they could pretend they were construction. There is a network of hard-right man-baby Nazis, you know, just people who (laughs) just want to cause trouble, these man-babies. They want to complain about the vaccination. And it's just, they they deserve to get the full force of everything that's coming their way. I love that. Man-baby Nazis. That is is a perfect... Uh, articulation. It's amazing That's- that the captain of Man Boobies talks about Man Babies. Yo! <laughs> Someone play the basketball horn oh. noise. That was great. <laughs> but the thing about that is that when he talks about people who go around in high-vis things and being fake, that's normally a politician. It's like that's, that's who that is. <laughs> that's normally that's normally yeah. Bill Short. Yeah, yeah. He's like some appropriating he politicians' culture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Craig, you mentioned before that cops are in these Telegram groups. Now, one of the funniest Telegram screen caps I saw on Twitter was from Joel Hill on Twitter, who found this one of a kid who was scared that the pepper spray may have contained vaccine. I'll read it out for you. Jim Peters writes: A cousin of mine went to school with a cop. The cop told him there is a unit of riot police that are experimenting with modifications to the new VKS non-lethal weapons the cops had this week. The VKS pepper ball firearm pellets can be modified to be filled with vaccine and they're testing, T-H-E-I-R, they're testing has been available to penetrate this through the skin through welt-like injuries. And then this kid has jumped on, whose name is N. He's like, is it true the police have put vaccines in pepper spray? Police insiders are saying it on Telegram and then someone replied to him, no, bro. And then he said, I got sprayed a few days ago and I've been feeling weird ever since. If they gave me the vaccine, what can I do that cancels it out for me? And then some guy called Chris Kez says, the vaccine has to go through the blood system to work, so it doesn't work like that. And he's like, are you serious? Have you seen the telegram? Well, suddenly they're experts on vaccines. <laughs> he's like, are you serious? Have you seen the telegram messages from the police insider saying that they're starting to put vaccine in pepper spray? I've been feeling weird ever since I got sprayed. Do you think I got faxed? What can I do to cancel it out? I heard drinking hot vinegar might work. For real, I'm stressing. Oh now they're concerned about airborne particles. That's amazing. Oh, my God. If it can be applied topically, they should just put the vaccine into Bondi Sands and watch all of Byron Bay be yeah. vaccinated immediately. Yeah. the East fixed. <laughs> the bottom comment was a guy whose who's icon is Huey, Huey from Huey's Cooking Adventures and it said, yep, if you got pepper sprayed, you've probably got the vaccine now. <laughs> <laughs> That's I got pepper sprayed sweet. when I was like uh, twenty, so I'm I'm like I got the vaccine a decade ago. I'm laughing. <laughs> <laughs> At the height of the protests um, of this Nazi baby mob, they went on a march down the Westgate Bridge, as you said, Craig. And they, when they got to the top, they because you know they had high vis vests on, they thought they weren't lit enough, so they lit some flares and sung the 1989 Ricky Lee Jones hit Horses. Embarrassingly, they probably thought it was um, sung initially by Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> uh, what, why, were they, why were they singing Daryl Braithwaite's Horses on the Westgate? Like, what is, what, how is that song an anthem for right-wing nationalists? 
um, they were looking at the cars and seeing the horses, and they're like, "This is the limit of technology we're comfortable with." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> we want to get rid of vaccines. We want to get rid of cars. We want to get rid of computers. Anything that was invented after the eighteen hundreds, no. For well, they're, us, they're obsessed by they're obsessed by you know eating horse paste. So they just think everything's. They think that's the that's the national <laughs> anthem of of ivermectin. <laughs> <laughs> and also, speaking of that, uh, on the, the horse drugs, did you see the, the footage of the two guys doing little bumps behind the uh, yes behind a demountable? Yes. Yeah, if that, that was ketamine, then they're just taking all the horse medicine. <laughs> I think you're all too cynical. I think it's just a good show that larrikinism is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're protesting that that uh, that Triple J doesn't play enough Daryl Braithwaite. <laughs> 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 it used to be cool, man. It's really gone downhill. Yeah. <laughs> when Chris and Craig were on, they were the yeah, good times. We were, we were, we were nine to five. Braithwaite. <laughs> I've actually been inside some of these Telegram groups and you know checking out what's been said. It's quite apparent that a handful of them think they they are just like Jesus, um, and because they're carpenters and that they too are a Messiah. Here's uh, here's something I found in a Telegram group there. My brothers, my brethren, one of our own here today has betrayed us, Judas Secker. So, I say unto you, here in the group chat, on the first day we shall rise and we shall walk and together we will fight for our tea break. And on the second day, toward our enemies, we shall throw ceremonial piss. I've just been struck in the back of the head by a camp. Then we shall go to the water and walk over the bridge, the Westgate Bridge, to the holy promised land of Werribee. And on the third day, I will descend upon the shrine of remembrance and they will remember who we are. We are the chosen tradies. Return to us what was taken, our smoko. Until then, may their rivers turn into bourbon and coke, their backyards swamped by mosquitoes, their lawns littered with bindies. It won't be easy. We will be persecuted, crucified in the media. Look, they're passionate. But we will rise from the ashes of our building sites. We will beat corona with protein, vitamin C and vitamin D. Blessed are those who hunger for righteousness. I will feed them. I've them. And they will remember us. Lest we forget. In my own name, amen. Big thanks to Marty Smiley, Nat Demena, and Sean Allen from the Housewarming Podcast for that sketch. If you're a comedian and you just want to make a satirical sketch on a Thursday, give me a call. We'll put it in the show. <laughs> and if so you're uh, from Melbourne and you want to start a riot, give me a call. Um, I will join you. <laughs> Irrational fear. I've been grabbed around the, the neck today. I've had uh, urine tipped on me. Irrational fear. This week's second fear, after Australia ditched its $90 billion contract to make submarines with France into the bottom of the ocean, France recalled its ambassadors from the UK, US and Australia in a move many people who watch geopolitics say is a bit melodramatic. Scott Morrison has revealed this week that he has tried to contact President Emmanuel Macron without success. Fearmongers, what is Scott Morrison doing wrong here? Uh, Craig, what do you think? I think the problem is that we told 
the French that we were going to go with these other people because the whole point is that France, like the the whole society is built on cheating on each other. Like everyone's having an affair, <laughs> right? So the thing that pissed them off is just the night before we went off with our new partner, we told them and we got rid of that contract. If we just merely pretended it was going on and just done nothing, you know, like a, a dead marriage while we went off with somebody else, they wouldn't have given a shit. That's the French way. It's just the fact we broke up with Where them. have you been, Scott? I've been with my other contract. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How come a submarine's going, you know, are you, are you seeing another submarine? No, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When you said you were friends forever with the United States, what did that mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you've got two phones, Scott. No, nothing. I think it's a, like he's probably not sending them a message before he calls because legally now in the year of 2021, if you don't send someone a message before you give them a phone call, you actually go straight to jail. Mm. <laughs> I, I think it's just because he hasn't vacationed there in the public tragedy yet. I think it's because and they're upset about it. They're like, why Hawaii? We're good. We're not shit. You treat us like shit. Come over sometime when, when your entire house is on fire. Come on. That's Swedish. You get it. <laughs> It's not often that I want to heap praise on the chaser, but the chaser did tweet the day before the earthquake <laughs> that Scott Morrison has gone overseas. Cue uh, natural disaster in three, two, one. The next day there was a fucking earthquake in Melbourne. I had nothing to do with that tweet, but well done to the whoever did. It Dude, was highest brilliant. compliment I can give. You're the TikTok guy of of national tragedies. Yeah, do <laughs> <laughs> predicting numbers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That ended up well for that guy, didn't it? Isn't he? in hospital with COVID now? Let's damn. Yeah, he's got COVID. He's got his dad's got COVID. His mum's got COVID. Mm. Everyone's got COVID in that oh, family. Man. Yeah. The one thing with that submarine contract, and maybe you guys know more about it than me, Dan, you and I have been laughing at the French submarine thing since we started this podcast 30 years ago. <laughs> and uh, like, it's That's been true, such yeah. a clusterfuck from day one. And it's always been such an obvious disaster that was going terribly. But what I didn't realise, because when they're like, we've torn it up because the French have been fucking up this submarine, I was like, yeah, they really have. Like, they've got very, they've got no leg to stand on when it comes to defending what they've done. But what I didn't um, quite understand until I was reading about it on the weekend was that part of the reason it was fucking up was that they had they had nuclear submarines in France yeah. and they're like, and we're like, oh, we want to buy those, but you need to turn them into non-nuclear because we won't do nuclear. And they were like, sure, that's going to take a bit of fucking around, but we'll do it. And then they were like, well, this is actually quite a fuck around. It's gotten quite expensive. And so we just were like, oh, fuck off. Um, friendship with France ended. New France, new friendship <laughs> with AUKUS now. And so well, I was like, oh, I actually felt a bit bad for France after that. I was like, oh, we really did you fuck know, them shit. around. We told yeah. them. They said we've got nuclear subs only and we went, we want diesel ones. And we told them <laughs> it had to be in the shape of a four-door ute as well. That's the strange requirement. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be able to hang our Yosemite Sam mud flaps off the back. <laughs> I love this comment from Man with Dominant Claw on YouTube. They should have invited France to join in the um, in the treaty. They could have called it Forcus. <laughs> <laughs> After five days of cooling off, France's ambassadors to the US and UK have returned, but not to Australia. So what would entice the French ambassador back to Australia? Uh, Beck? Um, red wine. <laughs> Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Everyone just thrown their favourite French stereotypes. Off you go. I'll go next. A bear oh, took mine. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to me also that um, 
this billion dollar contract or ninety billion dollar. Like it is easier to get out of a ninety billion dollar submarine contract than it is to get out of a fitness first membership. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe how easy it is. It's like, no, nah, we don't want it anymore, and there's nothing they can do. Like, what are they going to do? That's because that contract, the the French contract, remains under a hundred million dollars, whereas the fitness first one always goes over. <laughs> <laughs> Let's play. Hang on a sec now with Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson, of course, is the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, the COVID-catching, Brexit-leaving, zip-lining PM. He's known for his way with words. And as mentioned, we are 38 days away from the Glasgow climate talks. They're about to start. And Bojo took the opportunity to address the United Nations to encourage the world to take meaningful climate action and to take the whole thing a whole lot more seriously. And when he got when he, he stood up at the UN, and the first thing he needed to say is that we need to grow up. I'm going to play Hang on a Sec if you want to chime in on Hang on a Sec. I'll stop the tape. After he said the world needs to grow up, he then said this. When Kermit the Frog, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> Hang on a sec. Whoa, 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 whoa. This is it. So his thing is grow up and then straight into Muppets. That's it. This is, this, this is Bojo. This is Bo- Bojo's this doing is it about, for everyone. It's yeah. like, first of all, you need to grow up. And the way I grew up is choosing my favourite window on Play School. <laughs> <laughs> well, this reinforces my theory that him and Greta Thunberg actually swapped bodies at some point. <laughs> that is a body swap comedy I would watch. You're saying, you're saying, you're saying it's not Boris. That's Greta Thunberg saying, referring to Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I'm saying that when you see Greta Thunberg speaking like a world leader. It has to happen. It it must have happened like 15 years ago that Boris Johnson's soul swapped with hers. Mm. And, and we've yeah. been in the comedy of errors ever since. <laughs> but when you, yeah, it's, 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 you're right. When you watch Boris Johnson talk, you're like, this guy is so inarticulate and it's so remarkable how how articulate and how scathing and how spot on Greta Thunberg is. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Guy. And, oh, my God, yeah. It's not easy being green. You remember that one? I want you to know that he was wrong. Hang on a sec. Hang on. <laughs> Why is he throwing shade at Kermit? Is he mad that he didn't yeah. get on the Mars Singer as well? <laughs> I think he's angry that Kermit doesn't invest in um, in renewables. I also I can't wait to hear where he goes next. But I haven't heard this. But I really hope it turns into a thing about him talking about why like he was wrong to never choose Miss Piggy. Like, <laughs> oh, just no. you wait, my friend. <laughs> just you wait, Lewis. Holmes. Really? Oh no, you're kidding. It is. Easy. It's not only easy, it's lucrative and it's right to be green. He was also unnecessarily rude to Miss Piggy, I thought. Oh, no way! <laughs> no way! Hang on a second, hang on a second. And then he goes, also, F is no longer for friends. Oscar the Grouch is getting cancelled for not recycling. And while we're at it, fuck Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, wait. He's no, like, he's like, and phenomena no. to the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> to be green. We have the technology. As we used to say when I was a when I was a kid, we can do it. We have so so in forty days' time, we have the choice before us. Hang on a sec. Hang on a sec. The we have, like I said when I was a kid, we have the technology. You mean like what a ball and cup? <laughs> <laughs> it's all right in front of us. It's it's yeah. up to our imagination. <laughs> yeah. I, I I I said we have the technology, like a two B pencil. <laughs> It's not a 2 pencil, it's a pirate ship. Think bigger. <laughs> it's Sophocles is often quoted, or often quoted by me anyway, as saying that there are many terrifying things 
in the world, but none is more terrifying than mankind. And Hang on a it's second. certainly true that... Sharks, keep going. <laughs> uh, Sophocles was, was right in that sense in that our species is uniquely capable of our own destruction and the destruction of everything around us. Uh, but uh, what, what, if you look, look at the Greek, what Sophocles actually said was uh, that man, polytad dena kuden anthropu denotron pele is what he said. Denos, man is denos. And, de- and terrifying. Hang on a quite- second. This, okay, you can't go from quoting Kermit the Frog to making up <laughs> philosophies and words. <laughs> This is what I love about Boris. He's got range. Who are you speaking to? <laughs> when you're Prime Minister of England in front of the UN, you can do whatever you want. This is the this is the best. Yeah, it's like, it's like going. It's like going. I believe it was Aristotle that said, "Fruit salad, yummy, yummy." <laughs> <laughs> it's also like I. It's that classic thing where you just. You remember one thing from school that makes you sound kind of smart and you find mm. any way you can to just crowbar it in. Like there's only one sentence I really remember to, how to speak from French class and it's, uh, si quelqu'un veut de la bière, elle est au frigo. And when I say it, everyone's like, damn, that guy speaks French. But what it means is if anyone wants a beer, it's in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> the only Greek sentence I can remember was uh, mi amor priaus don colo, which means uh, get your hand off my bum. That's it. What Sophocles really means is that mankind is, uh, humanity is awesome. We're both terrifying but also awesome. And I think he was right there. Uh, we have an awesome power to change things and to change things for the better. And an awesome power to save ourselves. And in the next 40 days, we have to choose, the world has to choose what kind of awesome we're going to be. There you go. It's it's that one of those moments again in the climate debate where you go, oh, my God, I'm watching Boris Johnson be more inspiring than our leaders. God. (laughs) Thanks for that, Dan. Thank you. Right at the end, I just wanted to be like, and now just reach over, pull out his guitar, The Rainbow Connection. (laughs) (laughs) Irrational fear. The reality is if if you have to disclose all of your donors, people won't donate to you. Irrational fear. At Irrational Fear, we're always talking about vested interests and who runs Australia, and the people who run comedy in Australia are the chaser, which is why we've got Craig Rucastle <laughs> on the show because if we didn't plug his new feature film on this podcast, none of us would ever work again. It's true. Craig, you've got a new film coming out. The big deal. The big deal. Tell us about it. How, about, how, how big money has infiltrated Australian politics? And to, yeah. To what extent, like, what is that true? And how much money do you stand to gain from this film? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have. Uh, this is true. I should have been paid by, I should have been paid by, you know, a, p- a percentage of donations to federal politicians. It would have been great. <laughs> that would have been the best way. But uh, it's, yeah, like, basically, Christian Van Vuren from the Modern Hipsters is the host of this movie. I was just the director behind the camera and it was great. We were just... Spend a bit of time looking into money and politics, and uh, you'll be surprised. There's lots of it, and it's fucking up the system. <laughs> Craig, like, <laughs> how like plausible would it be to get rid of political donations completely? I don't know if you can get rid of them completely. There's some free speech issues around that, but it is plausible. There are other countries that are putting in place caps. Like the problem is that Australia has no 
no limit. So you can have, you know, Clive Palmer spending $80 million. It's just ridiculous, you know. So you need to have a cap. You need to have a limit on how much, not only how much can be donated, but how much can be spent. Because if you've got one party that can spend $80 million and others have got, you know, the Liberal parties were $160 million and Labor had about $120 million going into the last election. It's just, it's ridiculous that you have a system with that much money and it's, it's a, there's an arms race basically. So that's the problem. It's kind of funny, like having just finished a US election to kind of hear like numbers like, oh, 120 million. You know, mm. it's like when you hear the, you hear the kind of numbers that they're doing every quarter, there's like uh, always like an update, like, oh, this quarter Bernie Sanders raised $35 million, yeah. you know, or, and it's like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of level of fundraising that's going on in America. But here we're like, oh, $160 million, look out. No, exactly. And there's a weird thing. There's a weird thing in this that you actually get outraged at how cheap it is sometimes. Like sometimes, like, like literally, <laughs> you know, you can buy into this kind of game with probably five or 10 grand and you kind of go, shit, man, if you guys are going to sell out the system, at least do a bit of Vladimir Putin or something, you know, get yourself a big house with some gold in it for fuck's sake. <laughs> it really is the difference between the US and the Australian shark tank. Like, it really is. Because you see the US where it's like, sharks, I'm looking for $100,000 for a 10% stake in my company. And they're like, I'm signing in, fantastic. And then the Australian one's like, I'm looking for like 75 bucks. <laughs> like, let's go. Let's go and do a deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it is interesting how you hear um, government contracts being handed out because the the, the, the some company was a donor and they paid $6,000. And it's like, well, I'm, I think shit, I've got $6,000 in my bank. Like, what if I pay off the Liberals and, you know, get a grant to make podcasts? The problem the is, is that, like, that's, this is the interesting thing. Sam Dastriari, we interviewed in the, in the thing, and it's actually quite interesting to see it from his perspective. It's like, <clears throat> that's just the first, it's, he says it's the, it's the indication that you want to pay to play. It's just the first kind of saying, I'm here to play, I here want to do it. And you actually see sometimes that, once somebody becomes established and has the contacts and gets the friendships, it's about establishing a relationship after that. And it's actually a game after that. It's, you know, the, the money is actually the first step in it. It's not the whole game. And you might then exert your influence through other means, you know, once you've established those relationships. So it's not only, unfortunately, you have to change a lot of things to fix it as well. It's like, it's also about the fact, think about it, you know, what's more valuable to me as a, as a politician towards the end of my career, a $10,000 donation to my party or the pretty real chance that I'm going to get a $400,000 a year job with this company afterwards. What's going to have more impact? So there's a lot of shit where it unfortunately kind of clouds the system. And we see that so often and it's so blatant as well. I remember when um, Ian McFarlane, who was the former minerals minister, uh, when he quit politics, Tony Abbott said, said like in public on a microphone yeah. saying, well, you know, Ian McFarland has been such a good friend to the minerals industry and mining. I hope they look after him after he yes. leaves politics. And now he's like uh, the chairman of the board of some gigantic company based in Beijing that is to do with minerals. And it's like, oh my God, this is, this is what happens. This is the exact thing. This is the hope that you, you don't sit in parliament for 20 years uh, hoping not to get one of these seats. The, the whole aim is to get one of these seats. So you looked up. Yeah, that was pretty amazing when you said that out loud, wasn't it? He's like, so Craig, um, 
if it t- costs between sort of six thousand or something just to get involved, I recently um, put a million dollars into a blind trust. <laughs> what do you think that would get me? <laughs> I think that'll get you some great results, actually, Lewis. <laughs> based on <laughs> that's good news. Yeah, good, yeah, good one. I'm hoping to get some more funding for the ABC. That might trickle down to you. <laughs> but that's you know what's amazing about this. The amazing thing about Christian Porter thing is that we we've rightly been outraged by the blind trust thing, right? Because the whole thing is there's a million dollars put in and he doesn't know where it came from and we don't know either. The normality is that large or donations are made to political parties and the politician knows and the political party know, but we don't in public. That's the actual norm, which is actually more outrageous. And that's that's what most of the system is run on at the moment. So I'm glad we're getting outraged by Porter, but the actual normality of it is worse. Because there's the register, right? Like you do, there is a donations register. There is a register, but is a register. There's so many holes in it. So, uh, Lewis, next time you want to put a million bucks in, mate, firstly, uh, you only have to declare if it's over $14,500. And that doesn't matter. You could do that. So, so the next week you can put in $13,000 every day and that won't go over the threshold so you won't have to be declared. There's lots of other ways people get around it as well. There's like these kind of separate bodies that move on the side that you can donate to them and they kind of wash it through the other thing. There's shit loads of ways. So but your way was great. The Blind Trust was very good, Lewis. Good use of your money, mate. Thank you. Gee, they paid better <laughs> at Triple J than when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> So you have these companies and unions and, you know, influential people almost subscribing to different politicians on a monthly basis, yes. like a Netflix account. Yeah. You know, you know what the it's f- just Patreon. One of the f- <laughs> it's pa- it is Patreon. It is Patreon for politicians. Patreon. Shit. Oh, no. I wish I thought of that earlier. That's great. <laughs> just Scott Morrison being like, and a huge thanks to Redbubble. Uh, really. Uh, um, can I just say um, on the uh, – uh, we've just ma- announced this big thing on submarines and we wouldn't have been able to do it without MailChimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's spot on. But it is like we looked at like Stuart Roberts, you know, who Stuart Roberts who's had a few run-ins with issues over time, such as, you know, he's the one that was charging thousands of dollars to the public for his internet each month. You know, he had a very bad deal there. <laughs> you know, a few stories like that. He's got a he had he went before a committee one time and was talking about it and he was you know, it, it cost thousands of dollars a month to sign up to his kind of forum and you just go Man, so you kind of go, oh, okay, that's why Stuart Roberts has a job because he's a very good fundraiser because it's definitely not because he's competent at his job. And there are these, these, these things like these forums, right? So each kind of minister or, or politician has like a forum that you can kind of sign up to to go have lunch with this this person. I remember when the Sydney Morning Herald a few years ago said that Joe Hockey was for sale or said treasurer for sale. Was that whole thing kind of wrapped up in something like that for Joe Hockey? Yeah, and... The rules change all the time, but yeah, you can. One of the ways you get around, you know, having to declare is you have fundraisers and then you have awards to go and sit with a politician, and people have an auction, and you can bid a hundred thousand dollars, and you don't necessarily have to declare that as a donation. There's lots of different ways you can get to it. I mean, we sat down with Jeff McCloy, who's the guy, who's the property developer in Newcastle, who was, you know, famous for giving out ten thousand dollars cash from the back of his Bentley. You know, that kind from of, the back of his car, yeah, right? The back yeah. of his Bentley. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he actually interrupted. The guy, the local member, the Liberal guy was running was a vet and, like, he was interrupted in the middle of operating on a dog to be given 10 grand cash out the back of his Bentley. Um, But the amazing thing about that is that we just said, well, what are the other things, you know, that weren't covered by the press and that? And he was like, like, oh, you know, it's 
spent a hundred grand to sit down with the Labor Premier and the ministers I wanted for lunch. You know, you just go hundred grand to sit down, and that's that was the thing that wasn't covered because it was within the rules. You just go, fuck, how insane! It's so like there's just no justification for this other than bribery. Like there's there's just no other world in which this is anything else. I think you'll find, Lewis, that we take this money but it doesn't in any way affect us is what the line will be. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm I'm looking at at Alex and Beck just sitting there going, fuck, we got into the wrong game. (laughs) They're just like, why are we going to comedy? Up my corporate rate. What the fuck? That's how much money's out there? I heard Bentley I checked out. (laughs) (laughs) Alex and Beck, you're looking at um, three other comedians who've had, had pretty good Moderately successful careers, and look, we have our say? own podcast. Hey, you can have one. Okay. Okay. We have curtains. Right, we have curtains. This is fucking over. We're done. This is it. All right, goodbye. <laughs> I love that the people who get the most outraged about the donations and and the gifts, and it, it's often the ABC politicians because they're the ones who. Um, Oh, sorry, the ABC journalists. I was about to say that. Because yeah, the ABC- you're, not allowed, you're not allowed to tell them they're ABC politicians, Lewis. <laughs> sorry, sorry, oh, sorry. man, the whole game's I'll been given away. <laughs> Sky News are going, they finally said it. Um, <laughs> because there's this, there's this moral thing at the ABC where you can't take. You, 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 it's not moral. Yeah, it's, it's in our contracts that we are not allowed to accept any gift of any kind. And we are offered stuff. All the time, and not like big money, but just like yeah, what stuff? What kind of stuff Tell you offer? You can always just like, send it our way. No one like, hires us. People are just constantly being like, "Take our clothes. We're going to send you a bunch of food. We're going to send you like booze. We're going to send you on." I once got offered when Kanye West was um, announcing a new album. He was launching it in Wyoming, right? And they offered to fly me to Wyoming Whoa. to listen to the album, my favourite <laughs> wow. artist in the world. Hang on, Kanye is your favourite artist. we had to say no because we weren't allowed to accept the flights. You, no, send it to you us. You said no? We'll like- I, we're not allowed to say yes. We're not allowed to say yes. You've got to be above reproach, as politicians should Conversely, be. look, conversely, when you're no longer at the ABC, you can have a podcast where you do a sketch <laughs> and you can get Red Rooster to sponsor it and they give you a few thousand dollars to say yep. thanks. That's, I mean, that's what you should do. You should just just quit the ABC. Welcome to the good life. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get a song. <laughs> Man, when I was at Triple J, I just, we just, all we got was thousands of CDs that were like first runs by somebody in their garage. You got much better stuff off <laughs> Oh, yeah, you. we still got those. Yeah, I got one uh, the other day, like a an, um, self-recorded CD of just a guy um, dressed as the Joker. Oh, which Joker? Wow. <laughs> the new one, yeah. And, and were you like, unfortunately, I'd like to keep this, but the rules of the ABC say I can't. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, tragically, I have to send this back. How upset are you going to be when you found out it was actually Joaquin Phoenix that sent you in the tape? <laughs> <laughs> Craig, this is your first feature film. What did you learn making this as opposed to a television show, for instance? Uh, feature films are fucking long. That just <laughs> takes forever and is brutal. I just didn't realise how long and painful they are. Just never say yes to a film. No, I'm kidding. It was, it was great. I mean, but it was, it was Let me seriously talk to my friend like Chang. so never much. <laughs> but it was... Um, it was great. It was it was very it was lucky I was working with Christian Van Vuren because it was my first time directing, but he's a much better director than me. So you know, it was just kind of learnt off him, and uh, I worked with lots of good people. That's the that's the key thing. But yeah, no, it was it was tough, but it was it particularly was half COVID infected as well. But um, no, it was it was really it was enjoyable. 
if long and painful at the same time. At the end of the kind of process, did you have any sense of hope for how um, the system could change? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because the, the the movie goes on a bit of a journey and I guess we start off in the kind of, you know, talking to Das Diari and Malcolm Turnbull and talking to the kind of people in the system about the system and that. And it is a bit fucking depressing at some points, to be honest. Um, and then we look at advertising, the fact there's no restrictions, like it's pretty amazing. Although it does mean we get to do a really um, extremely defamatory mashup of um, uh, <laughs> of what's his fucking name? Oh my god, I've had a mental blank. The guy looks like a potato. Dutton. <laughs> Peter Dutton. Thank you very much. Jeez, I can't believe I You're forgot right. that. I wish I could be you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But towards the end, we did start looking at kind of because you know, in a sense, you go well if if the rules are set by politicians and the only way to change them is get expect them to change them. It's a bit fucked. So we did actually look at examples where I guess people had got together in groups, whether it be in protest or against gas things or in, you know, local movements or even like things like Voices for Indi, that kind of stuff. And we looked at those things that how the, how they'd changed things. And there were some actually really uplifting stories. And at the end of the movie, uh, Christian is crying on screen, but I promise you that I was behind the camera bawling away too, actually. There was some really inspiring shit. I think it was also just, to be honest, the release at the end of going through all the shit to go, oh, fuck, there's these really inspiring people out there actually doing some great things. And it kind of, the, the message in the end was about kind of get involved because that's what, that's what's going to change it. So small community groups getting together to change their community is like one ray of hope that you saw. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, um, yeah, it's totally. And, like, things like the Voices for Movement, and I'm not saying you have to do it that way. You, I mean, to be honest, getting involved with Liberal or Labor Party is also fixing the system because at the moment there's no fucking grassroots in these things. So it's just dominated by the kind of apparatchiks and the donors and that. But but the Voices for Movement is really interesting because it's getting massive amounts of people involved and really engaged with politics. And it's kind of, it's actually, it's changing the, the game a bit, I reckon. Mm, interesting. Do you think you're going to make money on this one yourself? Um, I have no idea. I don't, I don't even stand to make money as far as I know, to be honest. Um, like, <sighs> to be honest, it's a very funny situation right now because it's open in cinemas. I can't even go to a cinema. The cinemas are only open <laughs> in half of the states of Australia. So it's it's bizarre, but it will be on. There's a two-parter on the ABC coming up in October, so you can see the, you can see the movie up till now. If you go to makeitabigdeal.org, there's ways to see the movie there. But um, otherwise, there's a kind of different version will be on ABC later on. I was going to say, I just thought if you were trying to make up a bit of budget, you can always say some nice things about how good Chevron is at carbon capture storage. Um, and yeah, I think I've, I might have burnt got, my – They're really at the forefront. I might have burnt my bridges with Chevron when I tried to drop trees off at their office. It really pissed them off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, speaking of um, climate, I'm, we, want, we want to pull a prank for um, COP26 and uh, I've bought a billboard oh, nice. in Glasgow and uh, I've got some artwork. I just want to run it by you, Craig, yeah. and see what you think, since you're the expert of pranks. Um, and so we're going to try and crowdfund three bits of creative that go on these digital billboards in the heart of Glasgow. Here's the first one. It is um, uh, cuddle a koala before we make them extinct. Um, what do you think about that one? It's good. I can't see. I think you were showing it to me. Sorry, that's good. Yes. Oh, right. Oh, you can't see I it. I can't oh, see fuck. it. Where, how come oh, I can't bother. see it? I can see it. Put your glasses on, Craig. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Cuddle a koala before we make them extinct. Do, do I love it. Yes, yeah, good, good. Uh, and we've got this one. Um, uh, Australia committed to net zero emissions by 2300. <laughs> yeah, it's good. <laughs> it's very good. 
<laughs> it should be by it should be by twenty. It should be by the time you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just thought twenty three hundred is nice because yeah. it looks like it could be a typo. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I just thought, oh yeah, that that's kind of nice. That's good. Uh, and then we have a third one which we're going to auction off. So if somebody wants to pay for a third of the billboard costs, then um, they could chip in. Oh great! So uh, Chevron can buy. Let's say we're doing great things in carbon <laughs> capture and storage. Yeah, yeah. Chevron can buy it. Uh, Gina can buy it. Uh, Clive Palmer, he's got a lot of money. If we could run, we could run a billboard for him. He's spending a lot of money on billboards at the moment. <laughs> anyway, that's great. Great, um, I love the fact you're doing that. Um, it's a shame you can't go over there yourself. And I know. Well, the, I mean, the, the original plan was like pre-COVID, we were thinking about going over to do live irrational fear shows in Glasgow during during the climate talks. But um, unfortunately, you know, someone forgot to reply to an email <laughs> to, to Pfizer and now none of us can go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Although to be fair, you have reduced the carbon footprint of your stunts. So well done. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Uh, congratulations on the film. Really looking forward to seeing. It. I think um, I think I'm due to see it in, in next week sometime. But a screening online. So um, good luck. I hope um, I hope lots of people see it. Yeah, cool guys. Thank you. That's about it for the show. So if you guys want to plug anything, Beck, do you want to plug anything? Uh, I uh, have a podcast of my own, The Ladies Guide to Dude Cinema. Um, it's where me and my best friend Alex J talk about all the movies that dudes have taught us we had to see. And you can find me on Instagram at <laughs> Beck Loves Food. And, oh, and you just released your hour. Oh, and I just released uh, my comedy special hour. Um, hey. uh, oh, yeah. awesome. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Um, I mean, it's self-released. It's not like on Netflix or anything. <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, so was Fifty Shades of Grey. You know what I mean? Thank you so much. Yes, I think that we are exactly the same with the same amount of sexual content. So, <laughs> fantastic. Is this Dirty Girl? Yes, it is. And you can find the link to that uh, on all of my social media. Awesome. Alex, do you want to plug anything? Uh, I'm not in the plug. Just I'm on Instagram. You can find me, Alex Malinkovich. That's all. Very good, Lewis. What do you want? To, what do you want to plug? Nothing for me, Dan. <laughs> Craig, <laughs> just let me go outside. I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Craig, do you want to plug anything? Yeah, I'd like to say how nice Lewis's moustache is today, and uh, if you'd like to have a moustache <laughs> like that, Thanks, Craig. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen you I've, since I grew the little mustache. Nice, Dan's been trying to yeah. get, make me get rid yeah, of it, yeah. but uh, I'm lo- I'm feeling. No, it. but if you want to see something as sexy as that, no, make it a big deal dot org. But uh, no, I don't really have anything else to plug. It's like a 80s Grand Slam player meets Sex Pest. It's really good. I think it's, it suits you. It suits you. Big thanks to Road Mics, our Patreon supporters, Bertha Foundation, Jacob Round on the Teppanyaki timeline, Killian David, Lee Constable in the Discord. Also, a big thank you to our whole stack of new Patreon supporters this week. Sophie, Haha, What, Ron, Julia Atkin, Robert Love, Genevieve Wilkins, uh, Melly T, Ben Appleton, Dina Afrinti, Georgie Parker, I think that's Georgie Parker, the athlete, uh, Phil Selman, Miller X, uh, Fiona Dawes, Strider, uh, Strider Aris, and Campbell99, and Paige. Thank you so much to everyone who signed up to Patreon this week. If you want to help support the podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash irrational fear to find out how you can participate in our big uh, uh, climate change prank. Go to irrationalfear.com and give me your email and I'll let you know on Monday. Until next week, there's always something to be scared of. Good night. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.